0: March is here, and it would be madness to miss the awesome, cozy winter weekend special at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach. Enjoy a two-night stay, room service dessert, and more. Experience the serenity of the winter ocean from the warmth of your oceanfront suite. You don't have to go far away to
1: get away from it all. Visit BoardwalkPlaza.com and book your winter getaway today. And let's not forget amazing dining at Victoria's Restaurant. Open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Seven days a week all year long reservations are not necessary but always welcome call 800-33-beach or reserve at opentable.com thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor
0: you may have wondered at some point in your life why do christians celebrate easter i'm mark Dickey, and i'm burt miller and this is the why do christians podcast Hey, welcome to the episode. Glad to be with you again. Bert, I know that it is very likely that this episode is not coming out anywhere close to Easter, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important for us to talk about it because uh, as Christians, I mean, you you know, the, the cross is like our symbol sure, and it's a big deal. We celebrate Jesus dying on the cross, Jesus rising from the dead and uh, we do that in the springtime, but really, it's we should be thinking about it and talking about it all year long, right? So it's totally fine that it is nowhere close to spring when this episode comes out.
1: Yeah, dude. Well, first of all, Mark Optimus Prime Dickey. (laughs) I would just... uh, I love that we're having this conversation because Easter, to me, it is the most important holiday that we celebrate. What's behind it is essential to the point where without it there is no Christian faith.
0: Mm.
1: Because we, we, we believe that okay the, the Christian faith rises and falls on the belief that Jesus Christ has come into the world, he's died for your sins and mine, and he's risen from the dead. And Easter we celebrate that resurrection. And so if there like Paul would even say it uh, bluntly in First Corinthians where he says, Listen, you know, if if Christ has not been raised then we are to be pitied above all else or all other men. Um, Because we're still in our sins. And so, if there is no Easter, there is no
0: Christianity. Whew.
1: Yeah, it's pretty important, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, let's jump into it. I mean, it's a pretty culturally normal thing. Yeah. I I mean, other non-Christians celebrate Easter. Sure. Just not the same Easter. So, why do Christians celebrate Easter?
1: Right. So, something to understand is that uh, Easter, well, first of all, what we call Easter is not called Easter worldwide. All right. So, um, huh. Yeah, so uh, many places. For instance, they call it Pasha, and uh, what Pasha is, it's it's uh, talking about the Passover. It's talking about the week of uh, the Jewish Passover. That's where we, we get that word from. And and in its earliest inklings, what Easter was was it was it was Christians adapting the Jewish Passover to uh, the Christian faith of the cross and the resurrection. So, for instance, huh. yeah, right, it's cool. So, for instance, like um, one of the things that they would do was. Uh, it, you know, at a Passover Seder, they'll, they'll have lamb, right? There's the Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at Easter, the reason they adopted this was because they said, listen, Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of the Passover. He is our Passover lamb. And so we're going to celebrate uh, him as our lamb. And then they began to realize, it's, it's interesting about like the, you know, as time kind of goes on, hey, we're celebrating on what we consider to be Good Friday, okay? But really the highlight is uh the resurrection on 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 Sunday. So l- let's direct our holiday or holiday celebration there. That that's that's how that begins to move in that direction. Um, but it, it really is this thing of a Christian. Uh, we we'd say fulfillment of Passover, mm. um, and that's actually why it shows up in the time of year that it does. Is because huh. uh, what what they ended up doing was, and, and it's, it's it's interesting to note that like there was there was some debate over. Um, when Easter should be, like when it should be celebrated. So some people, um, I'm thinking about like there's a there's a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant uh, Bible scholar whose name was F.F. Bruce, and and he talks about this idea of hey, you know, there used to be debate over it, um, and and they thought about hey, what if we celebrate uh, Easter in and it's going to sound weird. These are these are terms that we don't use, <laughs> but but under a different calendar in the 14th month of uh, Nissan, which is uh, part of the the Roman calendar. Um, and I know, right? And then, and it they, sounds
0: like one of their like it's Nissan month. Yeah, right,
1: right. Should, yeah, like <laughs> they, they, they they gave out eggs and used cars. It was awesome. So, but but they realized it was like no, the what we would call Holy Week, right? Like the whether that be Maundy Thursday with the Last Supper, Good Friday. Um, they fell in line with the Jewish holiday of Passover, and so they just began. That's it's why, like. Whenever Passover is, that's that's what sets our week of what we're going to celebrate Easter on, is because those huh. events happened in conjunction with it.
0: I had no idea. Isn't that cool? Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah.
1: Now th- there is something to note though. Um, there is some debate around why we even call it Easter, mm-hmm. um, and and that's, and that's that's kind of a tricky thing. Like you know, some people they they go, I'm not going to call it Easter. I'm going to call it Resurrection Sunday. Um, and hey, power to you, man. If that's what you want to call it, like, I, I'm never going to be like, hey, you're glorifying the resurrection of Jesus more. Don't do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, like, if you want to call it Resurrection Sunday, you, you go right ahead because, because Easter is, it's a coined term that we were all kind of used to. Um, unfortunately, something, something that can happen is sometimes we, we think that we call it Easter for reasons that aren't actually accurate. Mm. Um, so I'll, I'll give an example. Um, <laughs> this is kind of crazy. Um, with, with my job, um, You know, so I'm a pastor and uh, we we get to see really, really cool spiritual things and sometimes we see weird spiritual things. You know, so so one year I remember um, I was going into church on Easter Sunday morning and uh, taped to the front of the door uh, of our entryway there was uh, a long paper that a person had written about why Easter was actually pagan. Uh, and how we were we were inadvertently worshiping other gods by celebrating Easter. Whoa. Uh, yeah, and it was, like, it was almost like, I don't know if you are here, of like, Martin Luther with his 95 Theses where he nailed it to the door of, of uh, uh, the, the, the chapel there in Wittenberg. Um, but, <laughs> but so I, I was like, oh, that's weird. And so I read it and, and of course there's no sources on it, and, but okay, that's fine. Um, and so just put it to the side. But what's crazy, man, was it wasn't an isolated occurrence. So like, I think it was Halloween coming up the same person who had – basically, they drove by and they would put this thing on the door. Hey, at Halloween, you're practicing this. And Christmas, hey, at Christmas, you're practicing this. So I finally thought, I was like, man, this can't be just me that this is happening to. So I started calling other local pastor friends. Like, are you guys getting, like, weird papers on the front door? Um, and they're like, yeah, what is that? <laughs> And so I decided, you know, what I was going to do, and 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 I don't know, I just thought maybe helpful. I decided that when Easter came up the next year, I would leave my own paper on the front door, so that when the person who came by to give me theirs showed up, they would find mine and I could give it to them about like why Easter actually uh, wasn't what they thought that it was. And so What happened? Nothing. Oh, nothing, they just they just left it. Oh, I know it's kind of bummed. I worked hard on that paper, Mark. <laughs> That's okay though. Um, but there, there is some misunderstanding around there. So, like, I think probably the biggest one is people think that we we get the name Easter from pagan holidays or a fertility goddess, um, and there's there's just no evidence for that. So, uh, the, the the first time that we that I'm aware of that we we find that in history, um, and I think this is. Pretty well attested to. Uh, anyone who suggests that it's about in the eighth century, it's by a, a monk whose name is—I think it's properly pronounced—it's bead I always call him Beedy. I, I, I just for whatever reason to me that sounds like a boss I'd fight in Mario Two, and so <laughs> I, so I just I, I default to that. But it, it, basically, Beedy—he was um or Bede, he was if you can believe this—he was the a lot of people consider him to be the the father of English history. Um, and so he shows—I know, right? He's a monk in England, and um, and he says, "Listen." Uh, Easter comes from uh, the, the Anglo-Saxon term uh, Eostre or Oster or Ostair, Ostar. Sorry, um, and and that's a fertility goddess that Christians have adapted for this holiday. That's that's where, so. This comes from about the eighth century, so not beginnings of church history. Like well after Easter is already being celebrated, and and what he popularizes there. Um, has been debunked. Like scholars have never found any evidence of this goddess existing, or certainly being worshipped, uh, or a, the 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 uh, the adaptation coming from Christians, like turning that goddess's holiday into their own holiday. There's just there's just no evidence for that. Um, and huh. so I know it's, it's kind of crazy, right? And and I, I get like you know the internet's a big place, and so sometimes people will they'll they'll take uh, words that sound like Easter, and they'll go. Well, see, it's actually this, and this is where we got it from. So maybe some people like Ishtar or Ashtaroth, right? Or these, these are, these are uh, famous deities in other places and other religions. And the Christians took it and they called it that. But there's there's just no evidence
0: for that. That's I, I've made. At least I think I made this up. I'm sure someone else. I'm not the first person to go. think it. Uh, I was like, whoa, when I was in Spanish class in uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. Christmas means Christ <laughs> It means more Christ. No. That makes so much sense. No, nope. no, it doesn't mean that. It doesn't mean that. It just happens to work that way. It,
1: yeah, I, I actually like that better. No, uh, Christmas is it's the Christ Mass. So it's the it's oh, the, okay. yeah, the oh, yeah. yeah it's the the, the Jesus uh, uh, church service. There is what that that comes from. But, but
0: I'm glad you hadn't heard that before. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> um, no, but you know it's interesting though. Like where, like, when it comes to okay, if it's not those other things. Um, The question is, like, where did we get the name Easter from? And we're not entirely sure. Like, there are a couple theories for that. One of them is um, that basically it comes down to uh, just sort of an an evolution of words from Germanic languages. So, for instance, like, um, it could be, like, so, let's say it like this – the early Latin name for Easter, okay, like way 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 back, was I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. So, if there are Latin scholars listening, feel free. What's what's the email that they can write in at
0: podcast at we are the There
1: we go. I, we would love to have my pronunciation corrected here, but it's uh, Hebdomada Alba, or and what that means is White Week. It's it's um, it's the week going into Easter, and the Sunday after Easter was called uh, Dominica Albis, which which is basically – it that translates to white robes because they would have this uh, practice of baptizing people on Easter. People who are being baptized would wear white robes. and So, it's talking about the white robes huh. that people would wear. Um, and the the word – this is just crazy to think about the word in – just follow my rabbit trail. The word alba – Pun intended. Right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, the word alba is Latin uh, for it can mean white and it can also mean dawn. And so – uh, if you have these people who are speaking sort of old high uh, German, they take this word and they mistake white robes for dawn, like the dawn of the resurrection. And so then you've got uh, the changing of the word to Osterrun. So you see how it's starting to sound like Eastern or Easter? Oh, okay. Osterrun, uh, which is pl- um, which from that comes the German Ostern um, and later the e- English word Easter. So it's possible that that's how we got it. There's just kind of this weird tangent of words. Um, another possibility um, is that it could be uh, in the fourth month of the the old English calendar. Um, it was called the old the month was called Eostermanath. Oh. um and and actually there's a there's a great uh, guy's name his name's, his name's uh, Michael Jones um, who does a show called uh, Inspiring Philosophy, and, and and this is the the stance that he takes on it. The, that's this is probably what happened. Um, and, he, and he sort of likens to it. He says, you know, um, how we got it is kind of like in July, we call it the 4th of July, right? And, and what we're celebrating, we're celebrating Independence Day. It's just, but it's just on the 4th of it's July. It's on the 4th of July, huh. yeah. Like, and because when you think about it, what does the month of July have to do with independence? Nothing. It's it's July, and yet we that call specific the di- of yeah. July. yeah So we
0: should just start calling Thanksgiving Fourth Thursday.
1: Sure, hey, Mark. <laughs> if if, if, if you if you champion that movement, I'm I'm with you. Um, no, because we want to be thankful. <laughs> yeah, but but that's these are just popular theories as to how it came about. But what we know is that um, there's just no evidence for this idea of hey, you know what, we're actually adapting a pagan practice and sort of accidentally worshiping another God that's just factually inaccurate.
0: Mm. So here's something that uh, I've always thought was kind of interesting about Christian holidays in general, but we yeah. can look at, look through it with the lens of Easter, is it's, it's not really tied to a time of year, yet we pick this one day yeah. to celebrate something that we should really be thanking God for and celebrating every day.
1: Yeah, but... I, I, I think I hear the, the the thought in that, and for sure we want to always be reverent and thankful for the resurrection, right because mm-hmm. it is our hope at the same time. you know like look I, I I have two boys, right and I'm thankful for them every single day. But one day a year I celebrate each of their birthdays. Mm. And there's something about that day that I it it's a point of a direction of my thanks. Um, and so yeah, yeah, I, I think I think the resurrection should be at the forefront of our thoughts at all times. but man I, I think there is something good about this is a day we' are gonna designate to absolutely honor what the Lord has done and marvel at it because mm. the resurrection is such good news for all of it, like all of us. like it, our entire hope rises and falls on it.
0: I absolutely love that. That's phenomenal. I've never never thought to compare it to you know celebrating a dear friend's birthday. yeah. No, let's celebrate the God that we just love and cherish and the fact that he defeated death.
1: Yeah, I mean, same token, like, we're both married. We're, we mm. are thankful for our marriages every day, some days more than others. Um, like, just because, you know, when we're around someone so much, there are just days where you see the, the beauty of what wow. you've been given more. But you have an, but you have an anniversary, yeah. Right. And that's man. We're, this is our day. And and I think there's there's something good in that because the reality is the more we're used to something, sometimes it becomes common to us, mm. and we lose the appreciation for it. And that doesn't mean that's inevitable with anything that we do. Like right now, we're sitting in a room where the temperature is perfect. Right. I mean, I'm not too hot. I'm not too cold. I'm here and I'm happy. And and consistency is good. But sometimes we just need that extra oomph, so that we go like, "Wow! Like what I've been given right now is so incredible that
0: I love that I'm reminded of it." That's really cool. You just outdid yourself. I was like, "Wow!" The thing with the kid's birthday—that you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That there's probably a good reason why Jesus calls the church the bride of Christ. Amen, brother. Because there's a lot of a lot of correlations yeah. there.
1: Isn't that, a, isn't that cool? By the way, like of all—I mean, he there are all kinds of names that were given um, as the people of God. And something that I, I particularly love about the New Testament is most of them are relational. So yeah, the the most uh, popular one that we're mentioning right now is the church being called the Bride of Christ. And what uh, and what's 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 the language? It's it's deeply relational, right? Like that the way that God wants to relate to his people is with the love of of a of a good husband caring for his bride being there for like in that kind of um, deep, incredible way, but it's beyond that, right? Like, it talks about us being made into the, the children of God, like that God uh, takes us as father that, I mean, like that illustration is awesome. Or even you think about uh, in the Gospel of John when Jesus says, hey, no longer do I call you servants, but I call you friends. Mm-hmm. And and to to realize that, man, what Jesus has done for you and for me, he hasn't approached it with a mentality of, hey, you owe me, And the sort of taskmaster demand, although certainly he's, he is worth any demand that he would give, um, at the same time he chooses to, in his kindness, uh, this is, this is weird to say, but he relates to us relationally.
0: (laughs) Hey Mark, do you like commercials? I do. Don't we all? Wouldn't it be great if we had a sponsor for this podcast? Mark, nothing would make me happier. you could sponsor this podcast by contacting us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. You could be a hot dog stand, a a cheese grater company. You could sell furniture or Wi-Fi. (laughs) Contact us at podcast at wearethebridge.org. I I think that's (laughs) it. I think we got it. So, I've heard a lot of people over the years refer to Easter as, like, the Super Bowl for Christians. Okay. (laughs) Have you ever heard that I've never heard that. What? Yeah. Like, uh, meaning that it's the biggest deal. It Mm -hmm. all leads up to, everything we believe leads up to this moment. Yeah.
1: Well, so, I think, I, I get the thought there, and again, I would say the Christian faith rises and falls on the resurrection. So, if Jesus rose from the dead, be a Christian. If he didn't, don't. I, mean, I really think it is that simple. I think that's actually mm-hmm. what the Bible teaches us. Um, at, at the same time, and, and again, like I, I, I've, I've been articulating, I, I'm for Christian holidays. Okay, like, yeah. I, I think I think it's good to celebrate. Here's this thing that God did. I think there's biblical precedent for that. Think about um, how even with with the Old Testament, how the Israelites are commanded observe this day in remembrance of. Um, there's just something about remembering these faithful deeds of God. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time. I, I, I get hesitant to say, here's the most important thing that God did. Uh, and the reason I get I get hesitant there is because it's like the event, th- there's a reason that the gospels don't go just the, the death and resurrection of Jesus, but there's all this life going into them, all his teachings, all uh, his, his birth, all these encounters with the disciples afterwards, his, his ascension. Um, the reason those are there is because it's one activity of God, right? So it's why like, you know, Easter time, Most churches, if you're going to talk about the resurrection of Jesus, you couple it with the crucifixion, right? Like, you're going to hear about both of those things um, in a a typical Easter Easter sermon. Um, And that's good because it's all the activity of God. And, like, Jesus coming into the world, showing us who God is and what he's like, right? Jesus says, anyone who's seen me has seen the Father. Meaning, if you were curious what God is like, look at me, which is such a bold claim. uh, Which is why, again, if you didn't rise from the dead, you shouldn't be a Christian because there's no – There's no sort of, like, middle road with that. It's either true or it's not. Um, But so, those teachings go into – I mean, they just all head straight towards the the cross. Like, you know, a popular thing that happens at Easter time, less or so in recent years, but for a while, you would find this this trend of – Every year there was going to be some controversial news story that was going to come out about why maybe Jesus didn't rise from the dead. I remember this like several years in a row. <laughs> like there were like, there one year there was a bone box of, hey, this might have been Jesus. And another year there's this, there's that. Um, and I remember one year there was a, a news reporter who was, who was asking a Bible scholar, who said, listen, um, what's the big deal? You know, like if, if Jesus didn't really rise from the dead, couldn't we kind of appreciate what he did? And the scholar was like, No. He mm-hmm. because, all, because his teachings go towards his kingship, which he says is evidenced by his resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the point of his teachings is that he is king of the world, all right? Um, and then, and he's king who's come to die for his people. If that's not true, the teachings are irrelevant. Because like, even you, you take the Beatitudes, right? And you've got the, in Matthew 5, like Jesus' most famous, the, the Sermon on the Mount, right? Blessed are the poor. Those are a manifesto for a kingdom. and And, and unless he's king, they are irrelevant. Because they're saying, this is God's way of things. Well, I'm God's king. This is my way of doing this. Um, and so, I'm, I'm hesitant to divide them in the same way, you know, like we, we celebrate the resurrection. And that again, again, that is the pinnacle. Like it all comes down to that, all right, in terms of why or why we shouldn't be a Christian. But you know you know, a part of it that I want to make sure I always remember as well um, is the ascension of Christ. And the mm-hmm. reason I want to remember that um, is because you, you go to the book of Hebrews and they talk about what Jesus is doing now, and we forget that we think that like, like the ministry of Jesus ended with, with the coming of the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. All right. But, but Hebrews is clear what Jesus is doing now. Is he's standing as our great high priest in heaven, meaning he's representing us to God, the father. And he's the, I believe the verbage is he's interceding on our behalf. In other words, he's speaking on our behalf. Like when, when we're going through it, he's, he's praying for us when we're, when we need forgiveness, he's pleading, uh, forgiveness for us like jesus is still active on the part of his people and that began with his ascension into heaven
0: and that's that's something that uh to be to be honest i forget about sure or or it's so normal in my own walk with christ that i i forget that um i shouldn't even say forget i should say i take for granted or it's just you know just one of those details you don't think about when jesus rose from the dead that one time Mm -hmm. he never died again yeah he's still alive yes in fact he just kind of bypassed the whole thing and went he ascended yeah well
1: that's that's i mean that's what he says about himself in revelation right he says i'm the one uh who died and now i live and i live evermore yeah right and and it's i i think what's what's great about that is if we really if we take in the ascension And he died for my sin, okay, so if he's died for my sin, if if God himself has looked at me with unearned compassion and kindness and said, I will give up my life to take the penalty that he deserves, or or if someone else, she deserves, okay, that's who he is. And this is why Romans talks about this, if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm -hmm. Because God himself, the one who would have every right to say, no, thank you, I don't want them, they've they've sinned against me, I, I reject them, they haven't measured up. Um, and yet he's the one who loved me and died for me, first of all, for me, uh, before there wasn't me, right? <laughs> like before before Bert existed, Jesus died for me. Uh, he knew everything I was going to do. He still died for me, okay? And if that's what he did before, I even thought about him, right? Because it's easy for us to think about love and get this kind of uh, cyclical response of, hey, I love well because somebody else loves me, and and, and they're going to treat me well because of how well I treat them, right? And this is very human. I understand it but let's recognize that the way that God's love has manifest in Christ is he's loved us before we ever even cared about him. Hmm. All right. And, and, and because that's, 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 that's good Friday. He dies for us. He rises from the dead. He breaks the power of sin which is which comes from the fall, right? And so if death enters the world through sin, Jesus has conquered death. He's promised us uh, that it you know if we have faith in him, he'll he'll raise us from the dead. He's evidenced that by rising from the dead himself. And now he ascends into heaven. I think why we forget it is because we don't see it. Right? Like we we the it's easy to read the gospel narratives at Easter. Uh with a viewpoint of that's a nice end to the story because books can't go on forever, right? I mean, you can't just keep writing and writing and writing. Um, and so to see him ascend, is, he's okay, and that's what Jesus did. Nice, moving on. Except he's still going. He's still interceding. And that, that's him in heaven. That's to say nothing of the ministry of the Holy Spirit on the earth right now. Hmm. But uh, but it is, it is good to remember.
0: Yeah. So I know that basically – every Christian church, they have an Easter Sunday service specifically mm-hmm. and uh, a good portion, less of them have a good Friday service. Yeah. Like we, we do recognize that that being the day that Jesus died on the cross mm-hmm. and then three days later, Easter Sundays when he rose from the dead. And so we really do as a culture focus a lot more uh, at least in the Easter season on him rising besides him dying. Yeah. And um, I I think the human side of me is like, yeah, that's the sacrifice he made for me. That's Mm. that's the important thing that Christ did for me. But even though he did that, it's still not. It's not all of it. Not the biggest, most amazing thing he did. Um, Whenever I, whenever I talk about my faith with people. I always try and boil it down to the, the rules that God made said, if you do something against me, you have to pay for it Mm. with blood. Mm -hmm. That's, that's why we sacrificed animals a long, long time ago to make up for our sins. Mm. And when we were born, we were born sinful people. No matter how hard you try, you're going to screw up somewhere. Mm -hmm. And so the, uh, scripture says the wages of sin is death right and so all of us deserve to die but jesus lived a perfect life yeah Yeah. and instead of me having to die for my sins he stepped in as a perfect being who did not deserve to die and he put his life on the line yeah not on the line he put his life down yeah for sure and he should have been dead. He should have stayed dead. Mm. But he showed just how powerful God is—that the power of death will not hold him down. Right, and he came back.
1: Right, yeah, and that's that is the hope, right? It's why Jesus says, uh, there's, "There's a story of the resurrection of Lazarus, right?" And uh, you know, Jesus' friend Lazarus—he dies. Um, Jesus goes. Uh, when he goes to the tomb, uh, Lazarus' sister comes out and she says, you know, um, if you if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. And Jesus says to her, he says, you know, listen, I, I'm, he goes, you know, I, I'm the resurrection. Do you believe this? And she goes, she goes, yeah, I believe that at the end, God will raise all people. Okay. And here's the, here's the crucial thing. Okay. Um, the reason it's important to remember that is sometimes what we do is we, like we think about heaven and we think the big thing that it's going to happen with our faith is we're going to go to heaven when we die and I would say that's part of the hope it's not all of it hmm. and so what Jesus says is he goes I am the resurrection he, goes, he can clarify clarifies the resurrection is not an event it's a person it's me the resurrection happens through me it doesn't happen through just this kind of random set of events that like that have been willed apart from God and so he says I'm the resurrection and the life the, the one who believes in me even though he dies he will live and what he's talking about is You know, you go to, and Paul will parse this out, particularly in the book of Romans, but uh, you go to Genesis uh, in chapter uh, two and then three, the story of the fall of of humanity and how when our first parents rebel against God, creation breaks, sin enters the world, death enters the world, and and creation is in a place of of its lost God's reign. Um, And so the rest of the Old Testament is the story of who will faithfully uh, represent God in creation. Okay, and so you've got a bunch of figures who who come across who, oh, it's going to be him, and it's not <laughs> every time, whether that be Abraham, whether that be David, whether that be uh, Moses, all of them, Solomon, all of them fail. Jesus doesn't hmm. because he's the promised one who the Old Testament said would come. Here's why this was important, because he's the king over the fall of creation. And the promise is not just heaven when we die. The promise is the restoration of the earth to the way God created it. This is the resurrection of the dead. This is why Revelation ends with new heaven and also new earth, because the old things have passed away. And so the belief is, and, and then this, this is the what we as Christians have historically believed, and it's easy like, for us to forget this because, man, yeah, I want to be with Jesus when I die, and you will. If you're in Christ, you will, okay? But the hope of all this is not like a bodiless... Existence in heaven where we're just spirits. Now the hope is that he's actually going to raise your body from the dead. Mm. This is why this is why uh, he's called over and over again the first fruits of the resurrection, because Jesus rising from the dead is him saying, "What I did, I'm going to do for you." <laughs> that that's why Easter is such a big deal because he's conquered death itself, and so we, we wait for him to return. We wait for him to to raise the dead, to undo evil. Easter is so much bigger than just a religious hope that is a nice idea. It's the full promise of God's deliverance of creation that he started in the cross and resurrection but will culminate in the return of Christ. Hmm.
0: I'm like like ready to run outside with like war paint on and like,
1: yeah, let's go. (laughs) Yeah, but you can't do any of it, right? I mean, it's it's all him, dude. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. So as we think about that, man, like that's, that's why we celebrate Easter. That that's why we do this. That's why this holiday is such a big deal, and it is a big deal because what we're at Easter, I man. You know what it is? It's the culmination of our hope in God that that we that we just believe that one day He's going to do this. That He is as good as we hope that He is, and He is. And at Easter, we stop and we remember that.
0: Mm. Wow, that's so good. I'm going to pray for us really quick before we end this episode. Father, God, thank you so much for being such an amazing God. God, you did amazing things long before we were born. Uh, and, Lord, you created us. Yes, you gave us life, and we fell away from you. We were born into sin. But, God, we thank you and we praise you for sending your son yes, to sir. be a perfect, fully man, fully God, just a person that we could follow, but God that you ultimately paid for our debts, for our sins, the sins that should uh, send us into death forever. God, you paid for it and it didn't keep you down. Yes, Lord. God, you overcame it. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much, Lord. We believe this. We trust in it. We love you. And I pray for the person who is listening right now, who's, um, this might be the first time they're hearing it that way. God, I ask that you would just stir in their heart, Lord, that you would meet them in this moment and the moments long after this episode ends. Lord, I pray for, uh, churches that they would be, uh, easily accessible. I pray for a church for this person to, to attend. Uh, I pray for conversations that they can have with pastors and friends. And God, we thank you for what you did on the cross. And we thank you for rising from the dead. Lord, thank you for who you are. Amen. Amen. You know, as I'm just thinking about this, uh, maybe that it was the first time you, you prayed uh, a prayer. You're, you're thinking, okay, wow, God did really die for me. God rose from the dead. He He really is who he says he was. We'd love to hear from you. And yeah. if you are just curious on next steps, send us an email, send the podcast an email podcast at we are And we would just love to hear from you and even help you get plugged in somewhere. Uh, if it's in the, the the Delaware, Maryland area, we can definitely point you to some amazing churches. Uh, but we would love to help you in your next steps as well. So Thanks for listening. Hey, Mark,
1: real quick, uh, before we go, I just feel this um, little tug on my heart. I just want to share this with somebody. Maybe maybe somebody's listening, and um, this is brand new info. Maybe you're you're somebody who struggles with, you know, I want to celebrate Easter, I want to celebrate this holiday, but I'm afraid, you know, what if I'm accidentally doing a, a pagan practice, or what if... Uh, I'm accidentally, mm-hmm. I don't know, worshiping another god or or something, by by doing this. And and, and number one, um, again, we've talked about this already. That there's there's no evidence for that. But but two, if if you find yourself just sort of uh, com- compulsively or, or regularly gnawed by guilt of what if I'm upsetting God, mm-hmm. um, and we're talking about things that the Bible doesn't talk about, the, the not not things that explicitly are called sin or anything like that, but just. It, like, holidays are an example with that. There, there's a verse I, I just want to point you towards um, with an understanding that, number one, you can't accidentally worship a God, right? Mm-hmm. You, like, the Lord is your Lord or he isn't. There, there's no, hey, you know, I, I want to worship Jesus, but oh, my goodness, it was Buddha. Like, it, it doesn't work that way. Like, he knows who you are. He knows what's in your heart. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. It's 1 John 3.20, which says, if our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. Hmm. I love that verse because oftentimes it's easy to get caught up in this like, oh man, I should have done this better. And that's my heart condemning me right? And Jeremiah talks about this idea. It says, like, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Okay, so I should expect my heart or my feelings sometimes make me feel like, oh, I might be doing something uh, that, that could be wrong. I don't know. The scripture doesn't talk about it. Um, and in that moment, John says, we know, like, we are confident. We know God is greater than our hearts. Okay, so he's greater than how I'm, I'm worried about and says, and he knows everything. And I just want to bring that to you if, if you're in a place of Oh no What if I'm accidentally doing this He knows everything hmm. He knows who you actually are He knows the motive Behind what you're doing Hey you want to honor him You want to worship him He sees that It's not going to be a thing of Oh no Like he he, uh, he doesn't quite understand That my heart was actually this. No he knows everything So let me just encourage you If you're somebody Who really wrestles in this area To rest in Christ there That he sees you And he knows He's God He knows everything